0: I add time to everything, Casey. Welcome back to the Plank Show on the ref with Josh on Plank. Is the visor hat? This has really bothered me during the top of the hour if you can't if you can't tell.
1: I'm gonna say yes.
0: I think so too. Uh from the 806, hats are sometimes referred to as covers or head covers. Visors do not cover the head. Therefore they do not fit into that category
1: it's all a part of the hat family though
0: this is true this is true it's it's kind of like whenever people say you're not even in the same you know you're not even in the same section of, a, of this conversation and my response is like oh hold on hold on hold on. we might be shopping for different things but you know, at least we're in the the, the, the fruit aisle or whatever, right? There, there's excuses for them somewhere. Help, writes the 405. I have to work in Frisco tomorrow. How can I listen to the Sooner broadcast? Um, well, first of all, start your day by downloading two apps. Make sure you have the KREF app, so that way you can start pregame coverage at 10.30 a.m. with Toby, Ted, and myself. Then... At eleven thirty, you get Tyler and Travis, so you get complete pregame coverage from the ref. But my suggestion: download the Varsity app. The varsity app, app and I have a very conflicted relationship. Sometimes it likes me, sometimes it don't. Sometimes good, sometimes not. Uh, in this instance, that's what I would say. There you go. You got the app. You're good to go. South Dakota sooner. Visor is to shade the eyes, and the eyes only. Hats cover head. Jesse G, I hope we've got the answer to this very important question that I'm sure if Don Christie is listening while he's driving over, he's screaming at the radio right now. So is that does that finalize it? Is it is it over? Has a decision been made? Is Jay Norvell right? Well
1: <laughs> the fact that he wears the the visor in all of the media interviews is Probably not the the greatest thing. I mean, he's kind of getting dunked on here a little bit. (sighs) All right, let's get after
0: it. It is time for the top five stories of the the day on this Friday. We're in Tulsa getting ready for OU Tulsa. And the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino.
1: It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. (laughs) Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
0: Let's go, man. Dude on, Don Christie, making his way in. Programmer of the powerful 97.5 KMOD. Bro, Corbin came by, of all people. How about that? Oh, you can't hear me? Cor... No, <laughs> Start yelling into the microphone. Alright, let's get after it, Josh. Uh, top five stories today. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Online at newcastlecasino.com. I-44, exit 107. Alright, um, big story number five. Number five. Oh. Now, obviously, a lot of Sooner Nation has their sights and their focus set on what? Tulsa. But there is a lot going on on campus. The volleyball team opens their home slate tonight against UCLA. That tip, well, that, I shouldn't say tip time, that'll get underway inside McCaslin tonight at 5 o'clock. Those two teams will play again on cert day. At two o'clock, so right during the uh, OU Tulsa football game. But volleyball underway, and then last night Matt Mott and his crew finished up with a draw against Kansas in the Big 12 opener. Two to two, great crowd out there. Really, really, really solid momentum going for Mott right now. And I um, I just saw this. I guess there is a there's a new what documentary that's coming out on Barry Switzer. They're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Barry Switzer era. Cool slideshows. Uh, the, the Switzer era long live the king. Huh, how about that? People didn't know what it meant to be champions. Oklahoma invented it. You can learn more right now at Soonersports.com. Cool videos, everything to go along with. I think they're just celebrating the 50th era, the 50th year. Of Barry Switzer and his commitment to the University of Oklahoma. Regardless, a lot of stuff going on around football this weekend. No, while we're at it, here on number five, Josh,
1: KRF Sports TV. What's going on? How busy are we tonight? Oh, we are. We're stacked up, my friend. Well, first off, I'll be, I'll, I'll be here, Harv Collins Field, where the. Timberwolves welcome in UConn, but uh, we've got a bunch of other games. Southmore travels to Edmond Memorial. Edmond North is at Enid. Duncan is at Piedmont. And Southmore, uh, Southmore Edmond North softball tonight as well. So all of that, krefsports.tv. All
0: right, beautiful. Big story number four. Number four. Oh. All right, before we go to the NFL uh, recap from last night, there's there's a couple of loose ends to tie up heading into this weekend. One of those, Nathaniel Hackett. What's going to happen with the Jets this weekend? And I guess maybe from his point, it's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Is he coming back next season? Uh, hold on, Josh. Let's use the second lead into this. You ready? <clears throat> In three, two, one. Nathaniel Hackett, the Jets' offensive coordinator, was asked if he thinks Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year.
2: Whenever Aaron's got his mindset on something, uh, good luck for anybody that wants to change his mind.
0: There you go. Seems committed to me. Meanwhile, uh, the Cowboys are still getting questions about Trey Lance. Here's what Stephen Jones said yesterday.
2: We look at, uh, you know, personnel around here is upgrading the room. And uh, uh, at each position, we're always trying to uh, make our roster better. And uh, we just felt like that Trey gave us something that improved that room. Uh, in terms of if uh, something were to happen to Dak, uh, as we all know, he's missed I think uh, you know over 15 games over the last three years. So, you know, if if something were to happen and uh, you needed to uh, make a run without Dak, then you want to uh, have given yourself every opportunity to uh, to go in there and have success without Dak.
0: I don't know if Trey Lance is that guy, but they seem pretty sold on it. And speaking of the Cowboys, who have the Jets this weekend. Micah Parsons had a take or two about Daniel Jones being in that game Sunday night late. But It's not benching. It's called protecting your guy. You know, something I thought the Giants should have done. I don't think Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him
1: out. And barring injury, their season will be over without Daniel Jones.
0: There you go. So here is your schedule for those of you that don't have the Sunday ticket or that don't find yourself watching the red zone, CBS has the doubleheader this weekend. Kansas City at Jacksonville, Jets at Dallas. No shock there. The Fox game this weekend, Green Bay at Atlanta. Huh. How do we end up getting Green Bay at Atlanta? I'm here for it, though. I'll watch it. There's your games that you'll get this weekend. How you feeling about KC Jacksonville? I think it's
1: going to be a hard game to, to go win. I think Jacksonville's really good.
0: I do, too. I think it's a good football team. All
1: right, Um, big story number three.
0: Number three. Oh, we had a game last night, and what a game it was. But yet there was drama, Josh. Near the end of the first half, it looked like Minnesota was about to pull ahead, but... Cousins hanging in. Cousins deep. And it's pulled in,
1: and the ball comes out, but he is out of bounds at the, as they.
3: After review, the fumble went over the
0: pylon, which by In your opinion, Josh Helmer, is that the worst rule in the NFL? Jefferson fumbles over the pylon. Instead of it being out of bounds, it's considered through the end zone, so it's a, tu- a turnover and a touchback. You like it or you hate it?
1: Uh, I don't know that I have a strong feeling about it. It just kind of is the way that it's always been, right?
0: Right. Exactly. So, by the way,
1: you know, to me, it's football. I guess I like it just because it's what I've always known.
0: Jalen Hurts and Philly came to life, then got a late field goal, kind of a ten-point swing there, right? Instead of the touchdown, they end up scoring a, uh, a, a field goal near the end of the first half. And then they turned on the Jets in the third quarter.
1: Hurts is back. Hurts looks. Still looking. He is going deep for Smith, who has it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown to
0: Smith, the bomb. <laughs> there you go, Jalen Hurts with a touchdown. By the way, my man Don Stout is here from the OU Club at Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, it has been a great day for the OU Club at Tulsa, man. They are representing. I love it. Jalen Hurts had a good night. Um, Running the football, Philly was incredible. They just lost their stats, but I want to say they ran the ball almost 40 times last night. And Philadelphia ends up winning over Minnesota. Final score 34 to 29 for that uh, good old fashioned backdoor cover. Hertz finished with two touchdowns. What was that final number as far as the amount of carries for Philadelphia? Can you beat me? Down? There it is 40, 48 carries? Oh, my gosh. Pound of the football, 259 yards, three scores. DeAndre Swift, 28 carries, 175 yards, and a touchdown. Vikings fall to 0-2. Josh Helmer, Eagles looking a little bit more like the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I mean, no complaints starting 2-0, regardless of what happened versus New England. And obviously uh, last night, not that it was perfect, but uh, 2-0 is 2-0 in the National Football League. They should feel good about it.
0: At anything else NFL wide? Oh, um, after the game, Kevin O'Connell, that's the head coach. Uh, Ke- Kevin O'Connell's the head coach of the Vikings. Was asked about the Justin Jefferson in zone fumble. We just got to continue to emphasize decision
2: making, technique, and fundamentals as far as the ball carriers go. But like I said, Justin's just trying to make a play in that moment, and the hardest thing to do uh, is to you know get a guy not to reach
1: the ball out when they're that close to scoring a touchdown in a critical moment.
0: There you go. There you go. All right, um, big story number two. Number two. All right, dude, we've kind of delayed talking about it most of the day. But yesterday, yesterday, Jane Orvell decided that he was going to stoke the fires of this Colorado-Colorado State game. And I sat down with the ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught <laughs> Now, you brought up an interesting observation. You thought there was a similar tone and cadence to one Jay Norvell. Who? Who? Porter Moser. And I sat down with the ass today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked
1: about. <laughs> I swear, when I was driving yesterday, I thought it was Porter Moser until I thought about it for a second.
0: Uh, Dion had his retort at practice, and then now I guess today he gave all the kids sunglasses, all the team sunglasses. I don't know if it matters come Saturday or not, it seems, it, it seems as if Jay was very intentional in why he did it and why he said it. But on a on a day that that lacks massive matchups, right? We don't have any great, we don't have any top twenty five matchups with two top twenty five teams playing each other, right? When one of the best games in college football might end up being West Virginia versus
1: Pitt. I mean, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> they, probably not a great week.
0: Now it is a precursor to an incredible week next week but just as far as saturday's concerned dude let's let's go i mean you add any more juice than you possibly can to colorado colorado state i'm all over it so could you ever could you ever imagine josh that game day would be at colorado colorado state at any point at any point even with Dion getting the job
1: no no probably not it uh but again that, that also speaks to the week that we're in that there's just not a whole lot elsewhere, so you might as well follow the uh, the Dion hype train. But to to think that it would have reached these types of heights and the game would outrate Alabama, Texas is uh, w- wasn't on average more viewed, but it did outrate it. Is uh, just kind of kind of crazy to think about.
0: It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable.
1: This week, where's the uh, surprise? I know that we've picked some upset picks. I'm taking. Uh, Minnesota over North Carolina you know if Minnesota wins that game listen to this it would be their first I I think it would be their first win over a top 25 team on the road dating back to 2000 what yeah or 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 top 15 road it's something crazy like that so top 20 win over a a road opponent (laughs) It's made something wild. At any rate, uh somebody's getting upset this weekend, right? Or something we don't yeah. expect to happen I, is gonna happen.
0: Can I pose this real quick? I am fascinated. Fascinated, Josh, by what Michigan by what Michigan State looks like this weekend. I think I think they actually have a pretty good team. You know? 76 points in the last two games. Now, granted it was Central Michigan and Richmond. But it was almost as if they were looking the part. They were playing well. And then they have the bottom fallout, right? They have the absolute bottom fallout with this Mel Tucker mess. So I wonder if they can keep it tight with with Washington at all. Because it's in East Lansing. It By is. By the way, P- Peacock exclusive. I am all over Tennessee this weekend. Am I
1: setting up for a heartbreak, dude? I just think Tennessee is going to roll them. I'd be I, surprised if it's close, too. I mean, it's it's a rivalry game. Those those schools hate each other, so you've got right. that. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's in Gainesville. I just – feels like Tennessee is so much better. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Um, yeah, that game, by the way, between Tennessee and Florida is uh, – what time is that? Six o'clock, so prime time on ESPN. Michigan
1: State. Yeah, like I said, I don't know, man. The uh, – you know, long, long picture here. Mel Tucker, we think, probably doesn't keep the gig, right? Right. climbing I mean, who do you like to take that job?
0: Would he take it? I wasn't even thinking climbing, and someone brought it up. And it just seems like it would make great sense. Seems like it would make great sense. Which gets us, Josh, to big story number one.
1: Number one, number one, number
0: one. All right. Well, let's uh, clean up all of our audio as we count down Oklahoma and Tulsa. Let me get you an injury update when we come back, because there's a couple of significant pieces for the Sooners that may be progressing towards a return, and one that might be out for a bit. We'll dive into that next as we are live from Neighborhood Jam, 61st and Yale in Tulsa with the Plank Show. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show. I, the the greatest thing that has happened, Josh, with people field. that have come by is they'll walk in and they'll see us and they'll be like, I can't believe how loud it is in here. You can barely tell on the air. Would you concur with that or no?
1: There's a, I mean, there's background noise, there's a but buzz. It's, it's not overwhelming. No. Yeah. Okay. It's good. All right.
0: I mean, it's literally, I take my headset off and my conversations are yelling. It's like, hey. DC, how's it going? It's a great place, man. If you are looking for a place to grab some lunch, let's do it. Neighborhood Jam. Um, I'll be here till noon, and then we uh, we did a little option flip. Steelman's. Uh, he's actually out at Winter Creek today for the annual Riverwind Golf Tournament. Uh, great, great. Oh, we went out there a couple years ago. What? Our last year, I think, right, Josh? I think we were out there last year. Great golf course. Great fun. Great event. And then, and then. Uh, you'll have parker thune at the same time from out at uh, andy b's you're looking for a place to take the kids or to have a little adult fun too, andy b's is your place that's all coming up tulsa day all right um as always whenever we pay off the biggest story on a friday uh, go back through and, and recap some of the audio that really caught my attention throughout the week or things that maybe that we go back and on second look you think all right maybe there's um maybe there's a little bit more to this maybe that Maybe there needs to be some more in-depth conversations about it. Let's take you back to Jeff Levy's presser. Whoops. What was that? Let's take you back to Jeff. Jeff? Let's take you back to Jeff Levy's press conference on Monday when he was asked about conservative play calling.
3: Yeah, and mentioned that, I think, right after the game. And then again, the third and seven deal. We're in four-down zone. Really liked the run that we were in right there. Got a chance to actually have a, a big one. Um, But definitely should have been at minimum fourth and two where we're going to go for it. And, uh, you know, we don't get it executed. Uh, So that that was something that obviously was incredibly frustrating in the moment. But, again, staying aggressive, uh, making sure that we are spreading the ball around and and giving our guys a chance because I thought Dylan operated really well. He was really clean. Um, And then just with the chunk plays, SMU did a really good job of really running out on us playing uh, with a deep pole safety and discouraging some some shot game.
0: I brought this number up earlier, Josh, and we debated whether or not you can get caught up looking too much into it or not enough. Last year in the entire season, all of 2022, OU had just 15 scoring drives of 10 or more plays, 15. They've already had seven through two games this year. Last year in time of possession, the Sooners were 126th out of 130 teams. This year, they ranked 32nd in the country. Last year, 26-23 per game. This year, through two games, 32-18. So when you get concerned about conservative play calling and things of that nature, could this be considered somewhat strategic? And am I absolutely
1: positively
0: reading way too much into it? Both can be true.
1: I think the early return on that would be that, yes, Oklahoma's trying to play a little bit more complimentary football. But, again, is this a one-game sample size? I mean, Jeff Levy's telling us right there, look, part of this is the way they're they're playing us defensively. So, let's just see how it evolves going forward. But early returns, yeah, I do think probably Oklahoma's a little more mindful of that than maybe they were a season ago.
0: And, and then, one more again, going back to Monday, just thinking, going back to the audio last night, here's what Jeff Levy said about offensive line play.
3: You know, when you put the tape on, our guys played incredibly hard and they – they tried to be incredibly physical. We did not play very clean and we, you know, we couldn't get out of our own way at times. And that wasn't just up front. That was really spread out through through the entire unit. Guys, you put the tape on and guys were playing incredibly hard and playing incredibly tough, but we didn't execute cleanly. So, Coach V talks about it all all the time, right, but it's effort with technique. You know, it's playing incredibly hard and incredibly physical, but having great technique and fundamentals inside of what you're doing on every snap, and that will give us a chance to have the success we want to have. So um, all of us got to play cleaner. Uh, I am proud of the way we tried to play. We just did not play very clean.
0: Okay. I want to – there was – there was a lot of questions, I think, that rose from Saturday about effort concerns, right? Whenever it came to Savion Umburn. I, I just think it's it's fair to say. we're not calling anyone out. It's just that seemed to be a natural conversation. But whenever you when you hear, and and this isn't a coaching staff that gets caught up in calling people out. But when you
3: hear That's success we want to have, so um, all of us got to play cleaner. Uh, I am proud of the way we tried to play. We just did not play very clean.
0: Yeah. Proud of the way we tried to play. We just didn't play clean. So they're playing hard. I don't think it's an effort issue, which many, many people were pointing to. All right, Josh, one other. Anything else on that before I get to this uh, Ted Roof stuff?
1: Well, there's one sack that Bird gave up to where it looked like, okay, yeah, that was a a bit of an effort issue, but – absolutely you know without going back and watching every single Savion on bird snap of which there were i think 30 to start the game i i don't know you know what i mean i, I can only highlight one bad snap and it stands out doesn't it sure it does it stands and, out, and it's you yeah. know again it's uncharacteristic for him and it's also a guy
0: right josh that is still kind of trying to find his niche or or find his spot. You know, this is a guy that's got all the potential in the world. I mean, all the potential in the world, but yet we still haven't seen it, right? And so, well, let me rephrase that. We haven't seen it consistently. And when you get pulled and then you don't come back in until much later in the game, but the good news is, According to everybody, Josh, whenever he came back in the game, it seemed like he played much better. But yeah, that one, that one play was, oof, oof. Um, all right, real quick. <laughs> By the way, Honolulu sooner. This I, this is pop. I I told you I need to stop looking at the text line during the show. I have ADD bad enough as it is. Honolulu sooner wrote big story number six. Steelman calling Tebow an SOB yesterday. Instant Pahuska street cred. He cracked me up. Just so you know, I get in trouble for my language. I get in trouble. Steelman, he runs this joint. All right, uh, Ted Roof. Everyone uh, everyone talked <laughs> about Danny actually, Stutzman. That's actually, that is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> Ted Roof talked about Danny Stutzman. Everybody talked about Danny Stutzman. Ted Roof talked about Peyton Bowen. Everyone's talked about Peyton Bowen. But do we really have a handle on what's been the biggest reason for or the key to Oklahoma's improvement?
3: I've seen guys be a little more disciplined um, as far as how that goes and, you know, to be able to, to, to fit, to trust in the fit, trust in the defense. You know, because sometimes get caught guys, they, they know their responsibility and their gap and they get caught in the middle of a play trying to look over a blocker and peek and try and find a ball carrier, as opposed to just doing their job and letting the defense work for them. And we've seen uh, a lot more examples of that, and uh, that needs to continue to to grow and get better.
0: Mm. So, again, not satisfied, but also not by any stretch of the imagination. Ah, Let me rephrase that. Not disappointed, but not by any stretch of the imagination satisfied, and that's where we are right now. All right. Um, anything else audio-wise that kind of stood out in your world, Josh, that we need to get to or that
1: caught your ear uh, from this ne- week? That really? Not really. Not necessarily off the uh, okay. the top of the uh, mind here.
0: Okay. Kevin Wilson had some cool things to say about about Brent Venables. Right? We had a lot of stories about B.V., but also um, B.V. had some great things to say about playing in Tulsa.
2: It's certainly a great opportunity for us to play. We, we're going to play on the road. At least we're playing in state, so we have a lot of uh, people that love the Sooners have an opportunity to, to watch us play. Um, I like the familiarity uh, that the players will have with one another. You know, again, half their team is from the state of Oklahoma or the Dallas Metroplex. And uh, I think it's great for them in their program. Uh, we want to see everybody in state, you know, have some level of success. It gives us both an opportunity to, you know, pitch their, their flag, if you will, and uh, show their loyalty. So it's good for the pageantry of college football, you know, playing uh, each other in state and as they build their program and we're uh, building ours, I think, uh, we all win you know through it all
0: by the way i just want to mention something i just saw a uh good diehard member of the ref army that walked in and was kind of waiting to come by and say hi uh, sir i think you need to understand the rules you just walk up and start talking i mean come if there is one thing we have learned yeah i think that man was so kind and so nice kind of standing off and then all of a sudden he's like ah, i'm not gonna not gonna be able to get over there See, guys. I'm not going to be able to get over there, so I'll just, I'll just walk out. No, 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 you come over and you demand our attention. Um, two good questions off the text line, as we catch up on everything. Of course, the uh, the best text of the day from the nine one eight plank. You're absolutely spot on. After last season, there's a concerted effort to improve OU's time of possession this year. Thank you. I agree. But then there is this, and I want you to ponder during the break. The 918 asks, and by the way, this gets read just because they had the great tweet from earlier about the internet connectivity at my in-law's house. Are we ignoring how little Levy has coached outside of an offensive play calling head coach? Or is that why there is frustration from the fan base? Look at Jeff Levy's tenures. Look who he is coached under. It's a fair question. My brows, Philip Montgomery, great play callers. Um, regardless of how you feel about it, great play callers. Um, you know, you add... He had Josh Was He was under Heupel for a year. Um, you add Lane Kiffin. I think there's... I, a couple of guys, and again, I've listened to too much. Everything's running together. I stand up way too late, Josh. But it's a fair question whenever you had that head coach from an offensive side of the football that has called plays before, and now it's a little bit of a different world. But you do have trusted ears. You got Matt Wells, you got mm-hmm. Seth Luttrell, both have coached and called plays. You've got um, Joe John Finley, who knows your offense real well. So you got guys you can trust. But I think, I think that's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. I think worth, worth discussing at least a bit, right?
1: Absolutely. And I, feel like,
0: and I feel like it comes up every time there's a little struggle on offense, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed.
0: <laughs> all right, quick break. Eleven thirty 37 uh, Six-pack picks, best of the text, and our final thought, all coming up right here on the Home of Cedar fans. All right, so we're back on the Plank Show. Yes, I, uh, I have to send an apology to Lee Sterling. Things got a little bit horrid on the show in hour one, so we missed our picks with Lee. But uh, if that is your type of thing, if you like to wet the beak, check out ParamountSports.com. Josh, real quick, before our six-pack of picks and our final thought, thanks to OU Club of Tulsa for coming out uh, and supporting, as always, Paige, Chris, great crew. Great crew, man. Um, it's, it's really... It's really awesome to see the ref army. My uh, my boss, well, he's always going to be my boss, but <laughs> the guy who is in charge and is in charge of the Tulsa cluster of stations here for iHeart, Don Christie, uh, is here. And it's just kind of cool to think about, you know, how we're at the ref, Josh, supported like the FM stations in Tulsa are. It's really cool, you know, and, and what I saw growing up in this industry. So uh, I'm grateful not just for the support of, Brian and Casey and obviously all of her co-workers. But, man, you guys take this S serious, and I love it. The ref army is legit, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, And Gunny of Stutzman's Army asks a very good question. The highest-ranking member of the Plank Platoon. Ooh, um, I don't know who that is. I know who that is. That's Tulane John. What's up, buddy? How are you man? This is a day oneer right here Josh. This is a day oneer. To John. John, um that? see this is this is where I need a mic so people you can tell the story. Uh who's the coach you had and they and and they would say that the reason that he had the nickname is cuz you get so drunk that they have to carry you out of the stadium watching Tulane play football. You guys had some rough years. You got to be on cloud 9 right now, right? Yeah. It wasn't until after I graduated. Oh, yeah, okay. That's that's right. Tommy Bound saved the day. So, how's it going, guys? Look, they're just pouring in. I'm solo. That's right. Well, the boss lady and the boss man are here. But no, bottom line. Okay, take whatever you want. Good. Please do. That's Tulane John, ladies and gentlemen. Love you, buddy. Be good. I've got to find that coach's name. They had a coach that went, that was the Stanford coach, and he went to Tulane. And I am. John called one time and had, he, can't, he couldn't hear a single word that I said. He's literally like just looking at me going, okay, very cool, very cool. Um, thank you. Appreciate you. Buddy Tevens. All right, I remembered it. They called it Buddy Ball because after watching Buddy Tevens coach a team, Josh, you would need a buddy to help carry you out of the stadium because you drank because you were so de- depressed. Buddy Ball. That was it? That was that was it. Uh, Jason writes, uh, yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. Jason writes, oh, I'm, I'm reading a text on the air. Jason brings up a very good point. Um, he writes, Gunny is your highest-ranking officer because the dude is always high. That, <laughs> yeah, an it,
1: it, emphasis on highest-ranking, yes.
0: The highest-ranking is there's a difference between high and highest-ranking. Here, move down. Just sit right there. You got room. Yeah, come on. I'm not doing anything important here. Nobody's paying attention to us, just Josh. Um, but I would have to say, going back to the highest ranker in the in the uh, plank platoon. Yes, we got to work on that one, Josh. Ah, rock star Robbie DeRozan is here too. People are starting to show up because why? It's lunchtime. Thanks, dude. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Yeah, I'm. A, I'm on the air. Okay, I'll be over there. <laughs> are we doing a show? Are we on the air? No. All right, we are Judy, not. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, chances we see Sexton back this season. If so, can he play guard?
1: He's coming I back think, this season, is what we uh, were told I think before he's the coming year. Coming
0: back, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's really what the understanding is that he's a guy that can not only provide depth, but can play several different. You know, they can play all positions. But I mean, he's listed. Let me see here. What is he listed on the uh, at the depth chart? He is listed as the backup right tackle. Oh, that's Jake Taylor that's listed as the backup right tackle. He is listed as the uh, third string left tackle. So can he play guard? I'm sure he can. You know it's a little bit disappointing that we have – Josh, where's Caleb Schaefer in this mix?
1: Doesn't feel like, yeah, he's really in the mix. At least not yet. Doesn't appear at all. Um, The uh, expectation, by the way, for Sexton, last I recall, was – end of this month they were I mean he was on a fast track back but uh, they were sort of thinking okay end of September we can really start revving it up for him
0: okay Uh, Kelly and Beggs tweeted whenever we were talking about the mood of the Sooner fans where they are right now Kelly from Beggs right the mood writes the mood of OU fans overall is good due to improved play and great recruiting but I think the fact that Texas actually looks the part for once dampens our spirits a little Hmm. Hmm. You buy that, Josh? That maybe the buzz that's being created by Texas has dampened the spirits a bit?
1: Uh, I don't think so. No. No, I don't think so.
0: Uh, many of you are taking Teddy's thoughts about Cincinnati maybe as a little bit, um, what's the best way to look at it? A little bit as a Jokey McJokerson? From the 5 Teddy said they could throw that football over them mountains. And there was also, I, I deleted it, unfortunately, but tomorrow is merely the setup for Big Bad Cincinnati. You guys can joke all you want, but I'm here to tell you, Cincinnati's defensive line, legit.
1: Final tune-up before Teddy's world beaters from Cincinnati kill all our hopes and dreams.
0: Yeah, is that what it's <laughs> Good find, Josh. <laughs> See, you know how to scroll the text line.
1: Well, they said it again.
0: South Dakota Sooner. I'm still leery about this team, and Teddy's comments yesterday didn't help. RD is playing well, but it did that for the first three games last year. Cautious optimism is what we call that, boys. Tolson Tolson. OU seems like they're afraid of being punched in the face on offense while they're doing all the punching on D. What gives? Clinton Tulsa? What's up with a run scheme that places the tight end at the point of attack? The O is playing away from their strengths, and it's somewhat dismaying. And then finally, Sooner Judy. Kristen Joss, I forgot to tell Toby. I love the cap he had on while driving. It always seems that when anyone questions the offense, Jeff Levy says he was too conservative. So Sooner Judy eloquently transitions from a Toby compliment to an offensive take i like it she added that happened last year as well he needs to be aggressive at all times or he will lose these tight games oh yeah one more i saved this one too the offense has been vanilla not good vanilla bean vanilla but dollar tree brand vanilla imitation vanilla vanilla it feels intentional but it's still scary So you're trying to say that this is like fake vanilla? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Uh, All right. So our final thoughts this week, Josh, brought to you by Primrose Funeral Homes, our six-pack of picks. That's next on The Ref. All right. so, So Primrose Funeral Homes brings you our final word, the last word, if you will. And, you know, I... I'm passionate about a lot of things, and I think making sure that you have your memorial service planned is a big deal, having to go, on, having gone through trying to work through it for my family. Uh, let Primrose Funeral Service take that worry away from you. 405-321-6000 or primrosefuneralservice.com. All right, so Josh, final word, six pack of picks. We got to hustle. You ready?
1: Yep, let's go. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. I think I went
0: four and two last. I week.
1: did as well.
0: Did you really? I was trying to go back through. I hit on
1: OU, Iowa, missed on Bama, hit on Oregon, Colorado, missed on uh, Utah.
0: Yeah, that's right. I missed on Utah and Alabama. That's that's exactly it. I hit on Miami, Iowa, OU, and ODU. All right, I'll go first, quick. Um, Give me Duke minus 18.5 against Northwestern. Don't really have much of an explanation. I think Northwestern is terrible.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. I'm going to take Oklahoma and the 28.5. I just think the Sooners absolutely roll.
0: I do, too. I, I've got it. Uh, i got it at 27-and-a-half. I'll take 28-and-a-half. I think they rolled, too. I'm with you on that one with Oklahoma.
1: Next one for you. I'm sticking with a 28-and-a-half number. Make your jokes about an offense. Western Michigan's terrible. I think Iowa defensively shuts them down, and I think they do, in fact, put offensive points on the board this weekend. All
0: right, give me Tennessee minus I had it at six and a half against Florida. Love that number. Love the Vols tomorrow.
1: It's uh, is it called tailing you in the business? I'm just or that, that'd be fading you, but I, I'm I'm sticking with you. So I, I like ah, Tennessee in the yes. six and a half as well. I just I, that's one of those numbers. It's like Oregon last week. Do they know something I don't know? It seems
0: like it. It seems like it. Um, Josh, I'm going to take South Alabama plus the seven and a half. I don't know why the ten twelve. Or I do know. Why. I think South Alabama is a pretty good football team. The 10-12 network guys have been non-stop die-hard that they think this is the toughest non-conference game on the schedule for Oklahoma State. So I'll play a hunch. Give me South Alabama to cover, and what'll be a tight game against Oklahoma State.
1: I am taking R Kansas versus Brigham Young Ooh. minus eight and a half.
0: I want to go with my upset pick, and then that way, at the very least, it can cover if it's tight. UConn's got a backup quarterback. Their starter got hurt. He might be out for the season. Give me Florida International plus six and a half as my fifth.
1: This is a uh, very dangerous. I just kind of have a feel about it. Rallying together in the face of adversity. Too many points. I'm taking Michigan State the 16 and a half. I do think that's an improved football team, though. I worry this thing's going to totally crumble as well.
0: Could not agree with you more on that. I like that one. I steered clear that give me Army tonight plus eight and a half against UTSA. The unknown status of Frank Harris plays into this. I think Army will ground and pound. Josh, final pick to put a wrap Uno on Mas. our final thoughts.
1: Kansas State versus Misery. Ooh. Minus the three and hate.
0: Ooh, I like it. I also like the ref Army representing here in Tulsa. Great day. Thank you all for coming by and hanging out. But the party continues. Parker Thune is out at Andy B's. He and Steelman are coming up to preview Oklahoma and Tulsa, and we'll be back on the air tomorrow morning with our pregame coverage starting at 1130 a.m. Josh, I'm Plank. Show never stops on Twitter, at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Everyone go follow us at of Sports. We'll see you back here on Monday.